Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast, where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Chris DeCue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from Sunday, March 14th. Mud? Show me your way. O Christ, my healer, open my eyes to the needs of my world. As Jesus walked with his disciples, they saw a man who had been born blind. The disciples asked Jesus whether the blindness was the fault of the man or of his parents. Jesus responded that it was the fault of neither the man nor his parents, but stated that this would be an opportunity for people to see God's work in this man. I am the light of the world. See, I have spat on the ground, have made a paste with the soil and saliva, and placed it on your eyes. Now go and wash yourself in the pool of Salam. And the man did as Jesus instructed, and immediately his sight was restored. The people who had seen the man begging at the corner were astonished and asked how this would be possible. There was this man, Jesus, who made the mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Salam and wash. And I went and washed and received my sight. I do not know where he is right now. Now it was on the Sabbath day when Jesus had performed this miracle, and they brought the previously blind man to the Pharisees to show them what had happened. The man told them about the miracle, but the Pharisees were divided on their understanding. Some thought he might be from God because of the miracle, but others said that he could not be from God because he had performed the miracle on the Sabbath. The man, however, was convinced that Jesus was indeed a prophet. They went to the parents of the man and asked if he had always been blind. They were afraid of the Pharisees, but answered truthfully that he had always been blind. They did not know how he received his sight or who gave it to him. I don't know what else to tell you. I was born blind. I have never had eyesight, and yet this man, this Jesus, made the mud, spread it on my eyes, told me to go and wash in the pool of Salam. I did, and I received my sight. That's the honest truth. Perhaps you might want to become his disciples because of the miracle he did. It is an astonishing thing. You do not know where the man comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. The Pharisees were so upset over the man's words that they drove him out of the temple. Do you believe in the Son of Man? And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. You have seen him. The one who is speaking with you is he. Lord, I believe. I came unto this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and asked him if he thought that they were blind. If you were blind, would you not have sinned? But now that you say, we see, your sins remains. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of John, 
chapter 9, verses 1 through 41. And I will be reading from the Common English Bible. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Jesus' disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned so that he was born blind, this man or his parents? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents. This happened so that God's mighty works might be displayed in him. While it's daytime, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After he said this, he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and smeared the mud on the man's eyes. Jesus said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means scent. So the man went away and washed. When he returned, he could see. The man's neighbors and those who used to see him when he was a beggar said, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. And others said, no, it's someone who looks like him. But the man said, Yes, it's me. So they asked him, How are you now able to see? He answered, The man they called Jesus made mud, smeared it on my eyes, and said, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. They asked, Where is this man? He replied, I don't know. Then they led the man who had been born blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus made the mud and smeared it on the man's eyes on a Sabbath day. So Pharisees also asked him, how he was able to see. The man told them, He put mud on my eyes. I washed, and now I see. Some Pharisees said, This man isn't from God, because he breaks the Sabbath law. Others said, How can a sinner do miraculous signs like these? So they were divided. Some of the Pharisees questioned the man who had been born blind again. What do you have to say about him, since he healed your eyes? He replied, he's a prophet. The Jewish leaders didn't believe the man had been born blind and received his sight until they called for his parents. The Jewish leaders asked them, Is this your son? Are you saying he was born blind? How can he now see? His parents answered, 
We know He is our Son. We know He was born blind. But we don't know how He sees. And we don't know who healed His eyes. Ask Him. He's old enough to speak for Himself. His parents said this because they feared the Jewish authorities. This is because the Jewish authorities had already decided that whoever confessed Jesus to be the Christ would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why his parents said, He's old enough. Ask him. Therefore, they called a second time for the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. The man answered, I don't know whether he's a sinner. Here's what I do know. I was blind and now I see. They questioned him. What did he do to you? How did he heal your eyes? He replied, I already told you. And you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They insulted him. You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we don't know where this man is from. The man answered, this is incredible. You don't know where he is from, yet he healed my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. God listens to anyone who is devout and does God's will. No one has ever heard of a healing of the eyes of someone born blind. If this man wasn't from God, he couldn't do this. They responded, You were born completely in sin. How is it that you dare to teach us? Then they expelled him. Jesus heard they had expelled the man born blind. Finding him, Jesus said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. Jesus said, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. The man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped Jesus. Jesus said, I have come into the world to exercise judgment so that those who don't see can see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard what he said and asked, Surely you aren't, we aren't blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you wouldn't have any sin. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. This is the word of God. For us, the people of God. Thanks be to God.
It's interesting this morning. We read a chapter of the Gospel of John. We have throughout Lent had our encounters with Jesus at the cross. And while it's a lengthy scripture, there's very little encounter between the man born blind and Jesus. And it all starts with mud. It all starts with a question from the disciples. A question asking Jesus who had sinned. Why was this man blind? Was it because of the sin of his parents or the sin of the man? And Jesus responds with neither. It wasn't the sin of the man nor his parents. It was he was born blind so that God's mighty works might be displayed in him. And unlike so many stories that we read concerning the healing and the works of Jesus, this man does not come to Jesus. This man does not cry out to Jesus asking for healing. This man is not led to Jesus by his friends. Jesus makes the initial contact. Jesus bends down, spits on the ground and makes a paste. And with that mud, he smears it on the man's eyes. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being so close to Jesus? Maybe you've heard the whispers that are around. We hear about them in other stories, but not this one. And yet, all of a sudden... You feel something on your eyes. Mud. Mud. Somebody put mud on your eyes. And then the encounter continues with just a few words. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Must have been quite a day for that man who had been born blind. Seems to be minding his own business. Mud is smeared on his face. He's sent to the pool of Siloam. And then, then when he gets to the pool, when he washes at the pool, he is able to see. He returns. But when he returns, there is no more encounter with Jesus. At least not for a while. There's a lot of encounters, though. The man encounters his friends. 
His, the man encounters the people of the town who think they know who he is. But he doesn't fit the description he has always had. He's no longer the man born blind. Or at least not in terms of a reference that he can't see. And then there's the encounter with the Pharisees. And then there's the encounter with the Pharisees and his parents. And then we go back to the point in which he has another encounter with the Pharisees. And at that point, he is expelled from the synagogue. And at that point, Jesus hears that he has been expelled from the synagogue and finds him once again. And in that conversation comes the point in which Jesus asks the question, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. And Jesus says, you have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. You have seen him. Now there's not a lot that this man has seen up to this point. And you have seen him. Furthermore, it's the one speaking to you. Or the one right here with you. And immediately... The man says, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped Jesus. It wasn't much of an encounter. It started with mud. And yet, it was the most important encounter this man may have ever had. I wonder, I wonder how we have come to encounter Jesus. What was that really small encounter? The time in which you met Jesus and maybe didn't realize that it was Jesus. But it changed your life. It changed the way in which you looked at things. I wonder, out of all of these encounters, even before his second encounter with Jesus and being told who the Son of Man was, when the Pharisees kept asking their questions, this man asked them, Do you want to be one of his disciples too? It seems like he has already made up his mind. That the one who put mud on his face, the one 
who sent him to the pool to wash was the one who did the mighty works of God. That encounter, that encounter that began with mud and the simple instruction to go to the pool and wash did precisely what Jesus told the disciples was the reason for this man being born blind. Yes, throughout the generations, the Hebrews understood that there were places in which the sins of the generations would be passed down. And for this reason, we have the question. Who sinned? The man or his parents? Jesus replied, with this has happened, so that God's mighty works might be displayed in him. The mighty works of healing. And immediately after Jesus gives that explanation, the encounter begins. The mighty works of God are displayed. We ask, we beg, we pray for a miracle, for a healing, for a job for the clearing of a problem? And how often do we overlook the ways in which the mighty works of God are around us? It may be something as commonplace as mud that brings about the mighty work of God when we hear or when we think about miracles we think about big grand things but they often begin with very simple and commonplace objects or acts How many times do we search for the miracle and pass by the commonplace? We've had a year. A year of things that have been very, very different. And it may just be that in the quiet of that year. We needed to look for some mud. We needed to look for something very commonplace to speak to us about the work, about the mighty acts, about the ways in which God is displayed before us. I would encourage you. I would encourage you at this point 
to look. To look around you. To listen. Listen for the words of Jesus. Because it is in the commonplace. Or in the very short encounters that we find the one. The one who was sent to be the light in the world. The one who was sent to show judgment, to show care, and to show grace. Let us encounter Jesus in all of our commonplace ways. Let us pray. Jesus, as we come to you this morning, we come looking at a story that seems strange. Mud. Mud could be so significant in one's life. Help us to look at those things that are commonplace in our lives, but more than commonplace. They're your works and the ways in which you display the presence of God around us. Help us to look for your love and care in all the small and what we would consider insignificant ways. Amen. Receive now this blessing. May the love of God pursue you, the light of Christ enfold you, and the Holy Spirit keep you as you dwell in the house of the Lord your whole life long. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.